deciding who wins the game on this call. Under review. The call on the field stands. Touchdown. After review, it has been determined that the receiver did not maintain. Quarterback's arm is going forward. That's the worst call in the history of all sports. Welcome to another bad call where the refs aren't the only ones who get it wrong. I'm your host, Justin West, and my sidekick here is a man who's never seen a ref make a call that he's agreed with. JD. What's going on, man? You're sounding better this week. I am feeling better. Um, Awesome. Awesome. Yes, definitely. Um, I, I put myself at about 95%, uh, just getting the last uh, little remnants of that cold or whatever the hell it was out of my body, and it feels good to feel somewhat normal. And uh, hopefully uh, that can carry over <laughs> into my DraftKings experience this weekend because... Oof, last week, not so good. Yeah, I'm in that same boat with you, man. I, I missed on the, on a lot of things last week. It, that one was a rough one. Uh, I will say um, nearly, nearly a complete misfire. I had one good lineup in the... Um, in the Millie Maker that... Uh, returned 4x uh of course chris had uh, marvin jones in that lineup uh and it was a jacoby Brissett ty hilton stack uh, pretty close to getting you know somewhat exciting but still still didn't get it all the way there but that's the only thing i had that was any good last week yeah i had i had one lineup that scored more than 130 points uh in I still missed out on any cash by 15 plus points. Yeah, my cash lineup uh, missed missed all all double ups. Uh, only won 10 out of 30 head to heads. So, uh, really, was a it was a tough week last week. Uh, kind of reading some other guys' reviews, um, and uh, it, it seems like for a lot of the um, actual experts <laughs> beyond me. I'm not. I'm not including myself in in that boat. But rough week for a lot of the actual experts too. So, uh, well, that's the thing with with this. If you play DFS regularly, it's a lot of a lot of misses bolstered by one really strong week, and then a lot of misses, and then bolstered by. Really, that's just the nature of the game when you're playing this. Well, I mean, so. I'm just. I guess uh, from a cash perspective. You, you expect to not miss as bad as, as I did this past week. But so be it. We'll brush it off and get right back on the wagon again and, and hope that uh, hope that we do better. Uh, I think I think I think it'll come through. So uh, speaking of wagon, uh, <laughs> I know you've been busy tonight. You, have you had a chance to crack into anything uh, to drink? Uh, n- no, 
I, I need to be in as much of a sober state as possible dealing with things tonight. So uh, I am drinking a uh, beer of the root variety right now. Oh, well, wonderful. Well, you know me. I'm never one to disappoint. So I've got a, a double dry hop New England IPA from Hailstorm Brewing. And uh, being as the Vikings were on Thursday night football tonight, this one's called Boat Drinks. Listen to you cracking yourself up with dad jokes. <laughs> Come on, that one's great. You and I have different definitions of great. <laughs> uh, and I don't even think you're getting my reference, so we're just going to go ahead and move along. Yeah, they did a party boat. I'm fully aware. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> um, I think uh, we'll go ahead and just move right into the the meat of stuff this week uh nothing good to talk about from last week so let's get into it how about uh how about quarterback you got anybody you've been able to pinpoint here so i'm gonna preface all of my plays this week (laughs) by i'm going with some gut plays here and not all of it makes sense and it could very well be another very down week for me but uh, I'm going to start off with Ryan Tannehill uh, at quarterback this week. Uh, took over the reins last week from, well, the week before he actually took over the reins. But last week was his first full game as a Tennessee Titan uh, going up against a Chargers team that does not give up a lot of points, uh, drafting points to the quarterback position. Uh, and he still goes for 312 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Uh, 23 points okay i'll take 23 points out of my quarterback so uh this week he gets to go up against the buccaneers who are tied for fifth or giving up the fifth most DraftKings points uh to teams this year so uh i'm i'm gonna go ahead and probably plug him into a number of lineups at 5100 and expect that he goes off pretty good this week uh probably my favorite cheap play i don't know how many cheap plays uh drafting has really done a number this year on the quarterback position and priced the the plays in a pretty narrow range um although it, it kind of did spread out a little bit with some higher end guys this week but uh yeah if you're looking to save some salary Tannehill, uh, he's not going to get you a ceiling i mean so I'm not sure I'm going to like him too much for GPPs um, just because I I don't see a 30-point game being really in his range. Uh, He just doesn't have the receiving weapons uh, to to do that kind of game. But um, I don't don't hate him as a play altogether. There's definitely – Worst place out there, Mitch Trubisky. I mean, I, I will argue that he has a uh, forgotten Corey Davis, who he started using last week. He's uh, got A.G. Brown. He's got a good tight end. Like, it's there. Uh, I the, My problem is I don't expect this game to get uh, super out of control because the Titans' defense is actually pretty good. Uh, I mean, um, I mean, it's so. a, it's a 45-and-a-half over under the – 
Implied team total for the Titans is 21 and a half. Uh, you know they like to slow the game down. Uh, although it might be difficult because Tampa is pretty tough against the run, actually. So. Yeah, the 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 model. Uh, I hesitate calling it a mile, but the the touches needed uh, is based off of you know one full game and then whatever relief duty he got in the uh, when they pulled Mariota. So it's it's not looking real good as far as what touches he needs to hit that three X. It's actually saying he needs 28 plus, but I don't think that's the case uh, because the numbers are greatly skewed because of his partial game action. Hey, not, so, not all models are pretty, but they, but they get the job done. So, yeah. So uh, like I said, I expect him to, to uh, throw the ball a good 25 times here. And uh, he should be able to give you your three to, Three to four X there. All right. Well, the guy that I'm kind of focused in on um, right now is uh, Matthew Stafford. Uh, he's got a dream matchup uh, going against the Giants. They're uh, 28th in coverage per pro football focus. And uh, Stafford's popping high in my model here. He's he's averaging 291 eight yards per game Uh, quarterbacks facing the giants are averaging a plus 4.21 expected over expected uh, DraftKings points per game Um, Deshaun Watson is the only other quarterback on the slate per fantasy labs that has a higher ceiling this week and and that comes at a a thousand dollars premium over over Stafford's price of 6100 um, And uh, over the last month, Matthew Stafford himself has exceeded expectation by 4.45 points. It's coming off a pretty big game. Uh, and I think uh, being at home, uh, the, the uh, over-under for this game is 50, and Vegas has Detroit implied with 28.5 points. I really... I really like Galladay to uh, to come back strong this week. So pairing those two together smells like money to me. Yeah, uh, Stafford's. I mean, you're pretty much guaranteed your uh, you know 280 plus yards, which right away helps you out. And I have nothing wrong with that play, especially given the matchup. I see. I see him getting a three hundred yard bonus and at least three touchdowns this week. So, you know they they lost their starting running back. Uh, any any much help they're going to get out of that running back position is probably going to be through the air anyway. So, uh, it's, it's as much as everybody was saying Detroit was going to be a you know ground and pound team this year that hasn't been how they've played so and the matchup suggests that they'll be passing all day here so uh that that that's my uh that's my take on quarterback this week uh let's go ahead and move on to running back all right uh here's another <laughs> like i said they're all gonna be these these gut plays here uh, I'm looking at Sony Michelle this week. Uh, 5,200 
uh, going against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Browns are coming into town in a game that I suspect the Patriots are going to want to just wallop after uh, Jarvis Landry gave them uh, bulleted board material saying he guaranteed a victory. Uh, look, Sony Michelle in the last three games has gone 21.3, 13.3, and 22.4 DraftKings points. Uh, if I can get somewhere between that 13.3 and that 22. Uh, for 5,200 this week, I'll be pretty happy. Uh, I like the matchup. Cleveland is in the uh, top 10 as far or giving up the most DraftKings points. Uh, I think they are actually 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. They are actually 10th. They are giving up the 10th most DraftKings points to the running back position this, this year. So uh, we'll see coming off of a bye. Uh, but they are going to New England, which is typically a pretty tough place to play. So. Uh, I expect Michelle to get a decent amount of work. Well, it's a it's a mid middling uh, forty five and a half over and under, but the New England uh, implied total is twenty nine point three, which is pretty insane. You know, coming from where Cleveland has been uh, at the beginning of the year, a lot of uh, sleeper picks for the Super Bowl. Obviously, they haven't. Haven't done that. Michelle is coming off a three touchdown game on on Monday night. Uh, my big issue with Sony Michelle is you, you just uh, he he only he'll give you like three games in a year where he does what he did on Monday night, uh, and and it's also the my issue with New England players in general. They they change it up week to week and. It's really hard to pinpoint who who is going to get all that um, that volume. I haven't had a chance to see any uh, practice reports on Rex Burkhead whether he's going to be back or not. Uh, but you know they have James White, who they really haven't used as much this year as they did last year. Um, but they have been using Brandon Bolden a bit more, who's. Um, been good. I'm not saying Michelle's a bad play. He's not. It's not like he he's costing you six k plus uh, here, uh, but probably probably GPP because you know he doesn't he doesn't give give you anything in the past game either. So um, definitely a contrarian pick. So not uh, not saying I hate it because uh, based on the. Uh, way Vegas thinks this game's going to go it should be a blowout and that's when running backs get good work so uh, the guy that I am interested is um, speaking of boats uh, Leo uh, no that's that's too much of a stretch here Leonard Fournette uh, he's going up against the uh the aforementioned Jets, who Sony Michelle got in the end zone against three times this past Monday night. So the Jets are coming to Jacksonville on a short week. Uh, Leonard Fournette has uh, really, uh, a guy who I really didn't like coming into the season, but has turned into the bell cow. He's, he's leading the league in touches with 172 He's also leading the league in yards after contact with 530. Um, and and really just 
for for as much volume as he's getting and yardage, he's not had good luck when it comes to touchdowns. So I think he's due for some positive regression in the touchdown uh, stat line. And the Jets, uh, you know, they, they're they one uh, team to get healthy on. They've given up a league-high nine rushing touchdowns from inside the 10-yard line. So uh, I think this could be... Could be a good place for Fournette to uh, once again. He's been pretty consistently one of the top uh, four guys on the year at seventy eight hundred. He's still not priced all the way up in the Uber Elite uh, range with McCaffrey and Barkley. So, um, although he has a big game here, he will be. Yeah, I mean, you got to love he's trending in a, a really good direction. I mean, he went 12 points, 12 points, 15 points, and then he goes 29, 26, 17, 19. So, he, you know, you're looking at a floor of probably 16, 17 points, which, you know, you're hoping you can get a little bit more out of a 7,800 running back. But, that you know, that's a floor. So, I like that play. Yeah, I don't think he's a sexy play. Um He's not going to be one of these guys that gives you 80 yards receiving, uh, but he is a part of the pass game now. So, um, yeah, I like like what I'm seeing here. So, um, <laughs> uh, buddy, let's go ahead and move on to wide receiver. All right. Uh, here's another out there play for you because I'm just bringing all four of them this week. Uh, I'm looking at DK Metcalf this week. Uh, Seattle, or they're going to Seattle, uh, and or sorry, Seattle's going to Atlanta. My fault. Uh, they're going to Atlanta. You know, Atlanta is just hemorrhaging points to wide receivers right now. They are uh, tied for giving up the fourth most points uh, DraftKings wise uh, behind the Eagles, the Bucks. And the Texans. Uh, Metcalf has had, uh, he's only had less than five targets once this year. So uh, Wilson is looking his way. Uh, he is a low floor guy, but I think his ceiling or his upside at that 5K mark is pretty good in this situation. My one concern that may prevent me from going all in on this is if they get out in a hurry and just cram it down their throats uh, with the run game the rest of the day. Uh, especially since, you know, if Matt Ryan doesn't play, you're, <laughs> you know, I don't suspect Atlanta's going to be doing a whole lot. But, uh, again, volume. He's, he's that that targets, you know, with five or more targets every game is, is big for me at 5K. Yeah, um, I, I like Wilson a lot this week. And so that, you know, Atlanta is a dumpster fire. <laughs> the The Seahawks have got a 30-point implied team total on a 53 over-under. Uh, I mean, if you're playing some GPP, you're going to want to spread your um, exposure off of not, you know, not just lock it. So... Uh, Metcalf could could be a good GPP guy. 
and and that's the big thing is that I you automatically think Lockett, um, but whoever Atlanta's best cover guy is, I don't know that that makes a difference. You know, will be on Lockett and Metcalf. It gets a lot of looks, uh, especially from that like you know thirty to twenty out range, so just outside the red zone. So I mean, he real quick can get uh, a ten point play for you on one good ball. So I, I guess you're just really hoping that Atlanta can keep it interesting. You know, Matt Ryan's banged up. They just traded away Muhammad Sanu. Kind of thrown in the towel a little bit, and uh, you hope that they don't just roll over and die. Uh, and actually, try to keep this a game, but uh, I, I, I don't, I don't hate that play from a from a GPP standpoint. I don't, I'm not looking at him in cash so much, but um, guy I'm looking at uh, Kenny Stills, Houston wide receiver. Uh, came back last week uh, just in time since Will Fuller had gone down. And uh, in his first week back, he, he proceeded to have four catches for 105 yards. Uh, <clears throat> he's he's definitely going to have a, a role in this offense with Fuller out. Uh, I, I mean, I think he was going to have a role either way, but it just solidifies it even more. Uh, Stills is popping up as the top wide receiver in my model. He's got a, a 13.2 average depth of target. Uh, at 4,700, he's hard for me not to play in all formats. Uh, going up against Oakland, uh, the over-under on this game is 51.5. Uh, Houston's got an implied team total of 29.3. Oakland's dead last pro football focused defensive grades and the way they play defense just funnels production towards the pass um i i mean i i think that hopkins is gonna have a big game this week too but i i think that there's gonna be enough meat on the bone for for multiple guys in this game uh from the houston yeah, I I didn't focus my stuff on Deshaun Watson, but obviously he's he's a great play this week too. Yeah, I mean you know the fantasy football rules you you play your studs, so obviously Hopkins um, and uh, Watson are good plays. I think this week both you and I kind of said, all right, let's let's go into some guys that aren't so obvious uh, based on your plays and my plays. Um, you know, you mentioned their defense giving up or, you know, just funneling the pass. The Raiders are actually the team that is tied with the Falcons for giving up the fourth most drafting points per game to the wide receiver position. Um, and looking at Kenny Stills after uh, Fuller got hurt very early, the jerk, um, he goes off for four reception, 105 yards. He's He's got that. He's got that big play potential uh, where he doesn't need a ton of targets, but he's probably still going to get, you know, that four to six range. So I think that's a pretty good play right there. Yeah, and it's not at 4,700, it's not going to kill you. But yeah, if you, if this guy somehow gets between like six and eight targets, you know, yachts, you're looking at, you're looking at, uh, you know, the Marvin Jones. Of last week, 
Well, even even uh, you take what he had last week against a better defense and coming in kind of in relief of what Fuller was there for. He goes for four and 105, which, if I'm not mistaken, is like 17 points, drafting points. You know, it, at that point in time, you know, you're just under 4X. Oh, yeah. Are you really going to be mad about that for a 4,700 receiver? I'm not. Oh, no. You know, you always want to get a, you, you know, you're hoping, obviously, for a little bit more than 18 out of your receiver, at least from, you know, my my standpoint. Uh, but if I pay 47 and I get right at that 18 or, you know, the 17, I'm happy. I'll be I'll be able to do enough. All right, I'm I'm interested to hear what you got on this next guy, because uh, not a lot I, I other than a lot gut. of people are playing him. <laughs> You're gonna get him pretty low owned. <laughs> I, honestly, I played the other tight end on this team in a lineup last week. So yeah, so listen, uh, this is a, again another another one of those like we know who your obvious stud plays are. Uh, and I'm looking at this. I'm looking at the matchup. Uh, staying in that same game, Oakland coming to Houston. Uh, Oakland, uh, as you mentioned, with the you know them funneling towards the pass, uh, they are like seventh, I think, and giving up drafting points to the tight end position. So I'm looking at Darren Fells this week. Uh, this is a total boomer boomer bus play. Like 100, like not going to front around this. Um, he could just flat out give you the goose egg. Uh, but three of his games, three of his six games that he's actually been used uh, this year, uh, three of them were under five DraftKings points, but the other three were over 10. Okay, so when looking at the matchup and looking at the way his usage has been trending, uh, I think I'm going to at least have some GPP uh, shares of Darren Fells with the hope that he gets, you know, even one or two red zone targets. Yeah. Because if he can get that one red zone target, chances are he's going to convert on it. You know, and if he gets you a five-yard touchdown, there you go, you've hit 2x. You know, and if he can get you two more catches for another 20 yards, you're, you're looking pretty good from a tight end spot. I mean, look, this year the tight end position has been – just a complete crapshoot. Like, uh, I mean, no, I don't think I could really criticize any sort of play uh, from the tight end position other than, like, Trey Burton. But uh, am, am I bitter about the Bears? Well, it's, too, not, just, it's not Burton's fault. Just, that it's just a lot. I'm weight. a lot bitter about the no. Bears right now. But or is anywho. it that the guy throwing in the ball can't throw within anywho. a five-yard there's, bubble? There's a whole – I don't – we shouldn't get into it because <laughs> there's a whole right. conglomeration right. of things. What you said is not wrong, but <laughs> there's a lot that goes into that. So I feel, I feel like we need to have a uh, – a special episode where you and I just hammer out all the Bears nonsense. I mean, yeah. I mean, we could both agree that they suck right now, and it's, whatever's happening is not working. We the don't Bears as a team don't suck? Exactly the same reasonings, but they all, they all 
are tangentially related. So, anyway, I can't say that word again. So, I'm going to just talk about this tight end that I picked this week. <laughs> and that's um, Gerald Everett, uh, tight end, uh, Rams. 4,300. Uh, man, I'll tell you what, a lot of these games this week are lopsided. The Rams, this this one's got an over under 49, and the Rams have an implied team total of 31. Um, Everett's popping up as the number two tight end in my model. He's um, over the last month averaging 3.57 uh, points over his uh, average expected DraftKings uh, points. Uh, three out of the last four games, he's had uh, 15 drafting points or higher. Uh, he's just actually, and if you watch any of the Rams games, you can tell they're starting to really incorporate him into the offense more. Um, and as the, you know, I, I don't know if it's a product of Goff having trouble getting the ball out to his wide receivers as much because aside from Cooper Cup there hasn't really been any I think Robert Woods had one big game this year but um, it, they're they're all really well balanced Todd Gurley keeps scoring touchdowns and everything but beyond all that I'm talking about Gerald Everett Cincinnati is terrible we all know that they're they're like not only are they bad, they're just really, really injured. So, uh, it's, you know, like I was saying, you haven't been able to rely on your high-priced tight ends this year. Nobody is like, what What has Travis Kelsey done for you this year? Nothing. You know, Zach Ertz n- n- really done nothing. George Kittle a little bit, but he hasn't really even just been smashing, you know. So, is it worth it right now to pay up that six thousand range or the five thousand plus range? I'm I'm having a hard time getting there. Um, Everett and his usage and routes run um, really, as this season has progressed, has really started to pop for me a little bit so uh, I'm I'm looking at him this week all right first off I called the whole Zachers thing secondly I'm kind of surprised with this one so I like effort and I like that they're starting to use him more because he's an athletic guy um Interestingly enough, as bad as the Bengals are, they give up the sixth fewest DraftKings points to the tight end position. So this will be an interesting game for me. I'm I'm looking um, a lot in this game to see if this can't be a game where Gurley gets right. Uh, so I don't know that there's going to be a whole lot of volume here, which would be my only concern. But you know, as you've alluded to, the tight end. The tight end position, as it is with most years, outside of your big your big play guys, um, it's it's a total crapshoot. It's a total crapshoot. Uh, I will say uh, that 
he is getting a decent amount of targets. I mean, I think he's getting uh, just under six targets a game at this point. Uh, yeah, he's got 41 targets through seven games, so just under six targets a game, uh, and he's just under seven yards per target. Uh, so uh, if he can get you know five to six, five to six targets, uh, his catch percentage isn't great. Uh, so if you can get three receptions for, you know, 40 or 50 yards, are you really going to be upset with that out of a tight end? No, no, that's 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 what I'm saying. You know, and all he really needs is for one of those puppies to pop in the end zone and, and he's really smashed it. So um, Yeah, he's got uh, two touchdowns on the year. With twenty-four receptions, right? And, but so, what I'm so saying he's, is, like, he's, he's due. <laughs> if you look at his usage and everything, it's it's ramping up. It's not like, um, you know, he's been waffling. It's 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 got a nice curve in the upward direction. He's really started to come on lately. So, um, I don't know. It's it's hard to. You could poke holes in just about everybody. In, in some respects. And you mentioned about the Bengals. Is that a product of the Bengals defending the tight end well or just overall being bad defensively and so giving up a lot of big plays elsewhere? I, I don't know. Yeah, you know, and, or it could be uh, their opponents that just don't really use their tight end that much. Uh, I mean, looking at Everett, he's uh, eighth among tight ends and targets. What, what I'm really sad about is that now I've wasted a roster spot on my season long on this freaking bum from New Orleans who I've been holding on to simply because they're playing Arizona this week. And now he's not going to freaking play. So, Jared Cook, you're dead to me. I really wanted to play you in my season long and in DraftKings. Um So that brings up a fun, now a I fun play, play there. You can't possibly play Josh Hill, but whatever. Oh, well, I, you could. You could, but give me a freaking break. He's not going to score two weeks in a row. I mean, you don't necessarily need him to score to have <laughs> have any value. Well, what's he's he, only going to get two his... targets, so. Well, maybe. I mean, he's gone, uh, let's see, in the last four games, four, four, two, three. So, I mean, he's he's averaging three targets. Yeah. But, against again, against a team that just doesn't guard tight ends, unless you're Evan Ingram, whatever the hell happened last yeah, week. Yeah, I think he's still banned. A tight end did score a touchdown for the Giants last weekend. It was just the wrong freaking tight end. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm filled with sodium here. I'm very salty. <laughs> All right. There's my dad joke for the day. Well, you need to catch up because I've been just dumping them out there left and right. I know. I'm, like, feeling really bad for you and every, all four people still listening. So. Yeah. 
Somebody has to so be the go, heel maybe. of the podcast. So there you go. There, there's your. Uh, I, I was going to say I don't need to give any bad calls because the four plays that I, I said, very quite possibly could be terrible calls. Uh, but uh, there you go, Josh Hill as a as a streaming tight end option. And based on what's left on the waiver wire in my season long league. I might be forced to pick up Josh Hill, which is, I don't <laughs> How are you doing in season long? Let's, let's try to end on a positive note. How are you doing there? I have the most points. I'm but you in are not in first place. place. <laughs> I'm in fourth place. I've lost three <laughs> games. Uh, all three of the games I've lost, I've had a receiver go down in the first three to five minutes of the game uh, and lost by a very small margin. Uh, This past week, I lost Patrick Mahomes at the beginning of the game. Now, thankfully, I have Russell Wilson as my backup, so I'm not really too worried about it, although it just kind of made it more difficult for me to make a trade to upgrade and solidify my team really been try I've been trying all kinds of things to trade for Saquon Barkley for the last four weeks and just haven't been able to close the deal. So I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to be able to do. As you heard my, my tight end position pretty weak. I might end up having to just trade one of my, quarterbacks for a tight end which just kind of makes you want to throw up yeah i'm not sure that i would do that but then again i'm not exactly winning any leagues so i i I feel actually i feel real real good about my team i i'm if i had to put it a percentage i put myself at 75 percent to make the playoffs um that's why i was trying to trade for barkley because if i could do that he's got if you're listening uh barkley has the dream fantasy football playoff matchups he's got miami and washington so if you can acquire him now's the time to do it but also, if you can acquire them and there's room in your league next year, uh, <laughs> I'd be very interested in playing with the owner that will give up Saquon Barkley. Well, he's in, he's he's at the bottom of the pile <laughs> right now. So, that, I mean, why he wouldn't trade him away to try to, you know, go for the gusto, I don't know. But it's all right. All right, well, I got nothing else for you this week other than uh, I I hope some of these plays uh, work out for you. Well, we'll see. I'm going to be trying to lock in my lineups, and I'll be be hungover on Sunday morning after uh, dressing up like a fool for Halloween. So um, it should be a fun weekend. Obviously, uh, always looking forward to – the footballs and with that being said 
let's go ahead and wrap things up. JD, tell people how they can get in touch with you. Yeah, find me in those usual spots at JDWest22 on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me on Twitter at Justin M. West, Instagram JMW1977. Find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Another Bad Call. Email us, Another Bad Call at gmail.com. And check out the content we're putting up on Another Bad Call.com. The website JD has got this uh, this statistical model that he's posting an article on weekly, and it's uh, it's some good stuff. It should really help you uh, try to uh, whittle down um, and make some decisions. Uh, um, good good thought, uh, provocative information. So for JD, I'm Justin. Keep on listening so we can help you avoid making. Another bad call.